Hello and welcome to episode number 346 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are back again, back in our uh, on-demand phase of the year currently. Um, yes, we are. Yeah, I don't know when, like, I, th- I think we said it kind of last week briefly, but there's a few things floating around, um, but I don't know when, like, the next big cinema release is. Um it feels quiet. Like I, I, we saw, what did we see recently at the cinema? We saw a, a trailer for something that's relatively soon. Um, there's that. Oh, there's that boogeyman. I keep forgetting about that. I can't remember when that's coming out because I mean I saw the posters for that when we were at the cinema recently. Oh, I was going to say we didn't get um, a trailer for that. No, we didn't. No, I remember seeing the poster now. Mm. Um, so I think that I'm hoping that's in June. But yeah, it seems like May is just a write-off already, and we've only just started it. So <laughs> it <is laughs> hence why where's Craven? Straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll You'll be, be soon we'll be getting to that yes exactly we've always got that to fall back on which we'll we'll always get to sooner rather than later but there's a few things to catch up on mm-hmm. um first of all um but yeah before we get to this week's film uh there's just one news item this week um not really too much to say about it but it is ex- extremely exciting um because it is finally after four long years um we knew this was coming but it's nice to get the sort of official confirmation now um from netflix that finally black mirror season six um will be making its premiere of course on netflix uh next month um <clears throat> so they they just see june currently um <clears throat> that's all we have there was a a short little trailer as well um which you obviously can't really tell too much from like an anthology tv series um but it's yeah i'm I'm obviously extremely excited i mean four years it's it's obscene that it's been that long since we got it yeah and it was you know it was only three episodes the last season and it was i would say mildly disappointing like it certainly wasn't bad but it wasn't anywhere near the i think the season three in particular and season four on netflix um which are obviously both six episodes each um and then obviously they did bandersnatch in the middle so it is interesting like what is going to be the format obviously netflix have i think it's telling that this just says june as well that it's not an exact date because pretty much all of their big flagship shows now get staggered releases um that's just the norm when it comes to netflix now but i don't mind it with black mirror i think it's it can be overwhelming like i remember those those both those days when they released six brand new episodes yeah my brain essentially yeah it's basically like six mini films and it's a lot whereas i don't mind this like i would love if it was if it was six episodes and it was three lots of two so we kind of had like two episodes a week to to get our you know teeth into and that would be exceptional for the podcast as well um but yeah cannot wait for this obviously we will be covering it um but yeah are you excited finally for the return it was it was it seemed like so long that i was getting very worried and then we even spoke about the news at one point that there was a lot of stuff that's kind of changed behind the scenes some some rights of the show have changed hands but they've obviously got all that sorted now um but yeah see it's, it's finally back soon yeah i mean i'm very excited i think it's it's exciting that we've got a date that's so soon and uh, you know black mirror always feels like it gets announced and then we get it which is always mm. nice and i'm glad that continues that we've only got a month or so to wait um and yeah i think um you know i i don't think the the you know the recent episodes were bad but they did feel a tad rushed and i mm. think um having this time and hopefully kind of you know there's had a lot of subject matter of the last few years as well. So like, I just feel like, you know, they, they hopefully have brewed up something special and, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and yeah, for once, 
I'm I'm glad that Netflix has shifted the model, and and I hope they do with this that we we do get it spread out and and can take each episode as it comes because because yeah that you know with with Black Mirror when it's at its best I want to digest the episode I don't want to you know have to quickly start the next one and and you know binge them over a weekend I think as you say the, these hopefully will be more mini events and and you know that that's what that's what I'm you know hoping that they can achieve with this. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I say, the fact that they've already shifted to that model in shows that perhaps don't need it um, and, and potentially might segment off the content in a way that isn't as appealing. Yeah, like I think this is the one that like people always want to sit down and watch something brand new, Black Mirror. Um, and so it, it perfectly makes sense to stagger it. And like, yeah, you won't I do two, two lots of uh, like three lots of two, though, I don't think, because that still mm-hmm. takes into a one month subscription. Like if you got six episodes spread out over six weeks, get that get that two month sub. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> I think, but that just God, that feels way too long to drag out Black Mirror. Uh, I, 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 think, I think you might be right. I completely agree, but look at what they did with Stranger <laughs> Things. You know, it's like you, you gotta get you gotta get that extra month sub. Yeah, and like I say, Stranger Things isn't the only one. Like so many of the shows, even I think you earlier this year, and some of their reality shows and stuff. Like it's all staggered. That's just the way they do it now. Um, but yeah, I, I am just excited to know based upon how many cast announcements we have and and as well as just how many different looks there were in the trailer it seems like there's a lot of episodes like i think there's gonna be at least four or five mm. uh, i think it's i hope it's just whatever you know they wanted to do mm. um and it wasn't like them feeling like they had to hit a straight number because I, I especially feel like season four whilst was still fantastic that already felt a bit like oh we're stretching it out a bit with six and i even said at the time that they should um slim it down to free which is what they then ended up doing um but of course i, I agree with you that it did feel rushed at the time because it was <clears throat> it was only like f- five months after yeah, bandersnatch and bandersnatch was only a few months after that season so we had that spell of about two years where there was so much black mirror content um so to have this four-year gap um which of course was purposeful as well like when covid hit they basically said like we don't want to make the show right now like this is already depressing enough and it would be yeah it would just be too obvious episode like exactly that's genuinely how they felt and i think it was a case of let it have more of an impact when things Mm. feel slightly more quote-unquote normal um because it just wasn't the time or the place but yeah i think now is the perfect time to bring the show back um and it's, it's long overdue like i think it's one of those shows that when it's on you just remember how it's been one of the best shows ever. Um, one of the most creative shows of all time. Like it's become a way to describe things in common vernacular is, is the black mirror effect. And yeah, I think that is so rare in television. Um, I adore black mirror so, so much. And like, I just hope that they can get it back to what it was when it first transitioned to Netflix. Um, so yeah, hopefully the uh, the wait has paid off for that one. But yeah, I, I just can't wait now. As, like I said, the fact that it's so close, hopefully we'll get details in the coming weeks so we can kind of plan things out. Um, and it seems like it's coming at a good time as well so we can just feast on this. Um, but yeah, cannot wait for that one. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it for the news this week. Uh, shall we talk about this week's film? Yeah. And let's talk about The Outwaters. So yeah, this uh, little movie, um, kind of, it, so it came out earlier this year. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show. Mm, um, I don't believe we have. 
No, but it was one that when I obviously pulled the news, I was constantly seeing stuff for this in January and February um, in particular. Um, but that was when we had a lot of it. It was kind of like when we're seeing Megan and Knock at the Cabin and stuff, but it was always there um, and got like, I think, just a small theatrical release in the States. I don't think we ever got it over in this country, um, but kind of came on demand. And it was it was it was like that the first sort of breakout hit, really, of this year. Um in terms of i think it reminds me of like what barbarian got where it was just everyone was talking about it um and it was a movie that kind of came out of nowhere that obviously has no one behind the camera or in front of the camera that you've particularly heard of um which i guess is different to barbarian because at least had some big actors in it um but it just kind of came out of nowhere and everyone was like oh you just need to see the outwars um Mm -hmm. which we're kind of already getting to something that i want to talk about later so i'll kind of put a pin in this for now because i definitely want to talk about the the critical reception in particular of this film because i just find it absolutely fascinating um but yeah it's a, it's a brand new found footage uh, film as well it's worth noting which is we're yeah. always big fans of yeah um but yeah i guess uh, good luck with the plot what is what is the outwaters about it's not about water i tell you that much <laughs> I, are you sure i'm i'm positive i'm positive but i mean you know you put you put water in the title of your film and then have a poster of a fucking desert and i'm like what, what are you doing you're fucking with my brain um exactly that's the intention they got you yeah yeah you know the the mind fuckery began um (laughs) god i didn't i didn't think i'd derail myself that quickly Um, i did i had a feeling yeah it was on my bingo card this week basically um yeah i mean it was the only thing that got me through this movie is waiting for the water to turn up i'm not gonna lie (laughs) um but yeah for people go into the desert to make a music video um i think and um mm-hmm. yeah they kind of lose their minds and you know bad thing happened to them you've seen the blair witch right <laughs> i was gonna say yeah there's a lot of uh many different comparisons with the blair witch for sure yeah i mean there is and there isn't <laughs> a lot of reviews certainly like to evoke it but again I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself yeah yeah um yeah i mean the reason why i'm being you know vague with this synopsis and everything and for people that are listening to this podcast that are like oh, okay i've heard some buzz about outwaters like what's this about i think you know it's important to be a, a little bit more serious about it and mm. that this this movie does you know go zany very quickly it's you know the start of the movie kind of says you know these four people have been missing since you know whenever um this footage has been recovered and it's been um (laughs) well the line the line on the film is something along the lines of this has been put in the best chronological chronological order as possible and i'm like (laughs) are you sure are you are you really sure? Like I, I feel like I feel like I should have said like we've put this in random art order just to mess with your head. Um They clearly hired the uh, editor of Megan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some of those Wiz movies that got fucked up, like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what version what like version of this film? Is this Outwater's three point oh like yeah, Cursed? Yeah, this is like Cursed and Megan combined. <laughs> oh um, great. Yeah. Where we're basically, you know, yeah, we get we get thrown in with this couple and and or this kind of well, first of all, it's two brothers that are kind of having this little, you know, giving a gift to to one brother and having a little bit of backwards and forwards. Then we kind of cut to 
one of the brothers and his wife and kind of how she's never been to the desert and she's excited to go to the desert. And then we kind of get introduced to, um, I don't know anyone's name, the, the singer, <laughs> maybe Michelle. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's Michelle. Yeah. And um, yeah. And, and she's kind of, yeah, basically wanting to make a music video. Um, and so, yeah, they go out to the desert. One of the brothers is doing the filming. Um, who I believe is the director as well of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the other one is kind of doing sound. Um, and yeah, that they start to kind of, you know, film this music video. And after the first couple of nights, you know, they start to weird things happen in the night and, and it then just goes really batshit crazy, you know, but in a, you know, movies go batshit crazy and, and they make sense. Whereas this movie just kind of, it, it was already jumping around a lot with the, the, the setup that I've described in my opinion. And then kind of when stuff starts to happen, it really just starts to jump all over the place and is incredibly hard to, to see what's going on. And what you see doesn't make a lot of sense. This, this movie is, you know, trying to, uh, I don't even know what it's trying to do, man. Like, I don't. It's it's not showing you anything. It's just trying to make you feel what's going on a lot more than what see what's going on. Um, mm. And but yeah, in in the kind of setup, you know, there's there's just so many weird scenes that just feel so out of context. And um, I don't know about you, but I don't know when people take pictures by filming video and then taking a still at a later date. Is that a, like, is this a thing like that? I'm just not aware of. Like, I don't I, think I'm so. Unless you want the worst quality like, picture ever. Sorry. I, I don't think so. Unless you want like the worst quality exactly. picture ever. Like I've, I, I know photographers and they take photos. <laughs> um, but multiple times in this movie, he's just like, Oh yeah, no, I'm filming. And then I'm just going to get a still later. I'm like, bro, that's, that's not, that's not the best idea, but maybe album cover, you know, a little bit blurry or whatever. Um, mm. but yeah, like that's the synopsis and some <clears throat> brief thoughts on some things. Do you want to, mm. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to start, uh, do, do you want me to hold a new kick or do you want to hold an eye kick? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I can give my thoughts and it's just, I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. Um, because ultimately these are the shows that I dread doing and um, sadly I've had to do it twice in recent memory when like I hate when I see a movie that I unfortunately don't enjoy um, whatsoever and then I kind of look up the background on it and I see like the micro budget and stuff because uh, it just no. makes me feel yeah. so bad and and again I'm just going to preface that at the start with with before all of my thoughts and like you know i look up at now after seeing the movie and seeing that it's got a fifteen thousand dollar budget and i'm like that is ridiculous like i can't possibly fathom how anyone can make a movie on that well, level of budget it's these days insane. no it's it's so crazy and so i'm so thankful for movies like this and like winnie the pooh that like did well and, and kind of you know that movie that you know didn't get the critical reception that this movie did but it right, made but, a shit ton of money it's a banger 
yeah <laughs> for some people and i'm glad and i'm happy for those people um but sadly for me this is another one of those that is for me it was just a complete waste of time i i didn't enjoy anything in the film mm-hmm. um i think when it starts and it, and it is kind of just these long drawn out kind of b-roll scenes of just nothing happening um i wasn't having a good time and i think it's weird because that kind of style makes perfect sense in fan footage yeah well and also it's like that is loyal to the the kind of what a fan footage movie should be like it feels super realistic like i think a lot of the times fan footage movies of it probably are a little bit too cohesive and a little and a little bit too like scene by scene like a traditional movie is whereas this is what it would be if it was quote-unquote real um because it would be unedited it would be like here's a long drawn out scene yeah exactly but it, it just doesn't make for an enjoyable time and so when i'm just seeing like a five minute static shot of someone just talking or chatting shit or dancing or singing or or just filming the sky for 10 minutes like it just becomes so boring to me filming the horizon Um, in her sunglasses etc yeah and it's like i just get nothing from it because i think this movie doesn't have any sort of story any sort of characters or plot and i think the, the one thing that i kind of did pull from the reviews which i think is correct is the whole this is like an experimental style found footage movie um which whilst is exciting when you first hear it and i definitely still think that that's a correct way of describing it it was an experiment gone wrong for me um because i just didn't like what this was it was very abstract very not explaining things and like i say once we get into the back half of the movie which feels like it takes forever to get there and it arguably does because this is an obscenely long, long film. Mm. Yeah, like an hour and fifty for any found footage movie ever is crazy long. Like I can't think of any ones that I like that are more than like an hour and thirty minutes. It's it's really really crazy. No, I think in particular um, found footage is a subgenre that cannot outstay its welcome. And, definitely. And yeah, one this long is you know unless you're including like an anthology found footage movie, nothing mm. is close to this runtime. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, the VHS movies is a different thing, like you say, because it's not one film. Um, but, yeah, and and also with that style, it like, I remember when people saw Cloverfield and they talked about having, like, the motion sickness and the oh, headaches God. and stuff. And I, like, and I luckily didn't get that, mm. but I did with this movie yeah, massively. I like, I got a full-blown headache about halfway through this film and had to kind of turn it off for a little bit because, like, it, my head was just hurting. Um, and it is funny, again, like, this is another thing that, and it's funny that I'm kind of agreeing with the re- reviews right now because I am going to pull them up in a way that to not agree with them shortly. <laughs> um, but one thing that they were, did say was, like, oh, people were passing out in the cinema, you know, that whole thing that you always mm. hear all the time and time again. But I'm like, I do believe it for this film because of the motion sickness. Yeah. And also the sound was something that a lot of the reviews talked about, where the sound was like obnoxiously loud. And people were saying, like, in the cinema, because there's a lot of like sirens and screeching sounds throughout this entire film. Yeah. I would a lot of people were saying, to watch this in the cinema. Yeah. A lot of people I... were saying, like, it was unbearable, unbearably loud. Mm. And obviously, yeah watching it at home like i had this on so low the volume because the characters weren't saying anything interested anyway and then once we get to the back half and it's just people running around in the darkness screaming and then screeching i was like well i don't really need to hear this so i had it on so low luckily to like keep my my head from melting um but yeah i I'm, I'm pretty much there now at this point of like i i just didn't like anything about this and and it was boring setup 
um but then once we got to the horror it was the exact horror that i unfortunately just don't vibe with of like just random scenes random shit like you know you talk about it being experimental but i feel like a lot of it is kind of overdone like the fact that there's a shot of just the camera that's upside down and it's like you know when you have the horizon flipped so basically like earth is at the well, top of the screen literally the run with the camera upside down yeah and they just do that over and over again and i'm like i don't think that's that creative like we've seen that shit time and time again and if that's like your one trick they well over overdo that trick 100 percent. so even if that was cool initially because this the the actual location is by far the coolest thing about this film um like this desert looks sick um and it, and it, it would be first of all a cool place for a music video but then secondly definitely a cool backdrop for a horror film you know like it obviously evokes that kind of hills of eyes style yeah. but it, it's more like pretty than that because it doesn't feel like that area of yeah, america it feels feel like that as fucked as you do in hills of eyes <laughs> it still has a beauty to like it even when things there. are crazy yeah yeah um so that's really interesting but yeah just sadly everything about this movie didn't work for me um and i i just ended up having such a bad time um in a way that i haven't like even bad movies that we've seen this year like this was just this was so frustrating because of i think the the way it made me feel which was like queasy and not in a good way mixed with i had excitement for this based upon the reviews which we'll get to and the fan footage element and i really thought this would be one of those films that we could champion and it's and it's just the the opposite where i'm like oh now i'm like i'm almost embarrassed that i have to give my extremely negative reaction to this film um so yeah this this for me was just a bad time overall yeah yeah i mean you know it's um it is so difficult when you talk about that budget and like 15k is obscene and like to be able to make anything for 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 that money is is crazy but ultimately an hour and 50 minutes was put in front of me as a movie and and I, i i have to judge that and i have to take budget out of it and just say well you took an hour and 50 minutes of my time and that was a giant waste of my time where yeah i i found the the opening kind of preamble like the initial kind of setup where it was like oh, okay here's you know we've put this together and there's going to be three reels and you know this will unearth you know the raw footage of what happened to him i'm like okay okay you're talking my fan footage language okay and then when we get the characters kind of put together i found it all very boring but even then i was i was like something like Blair Witch where I'm like okay if if that movie was dog shit would I then think that the opening is dreadful as well where they're just like talking shit in the bedroom and stuff and whatever I'm like I probably would do you know what I mean like it's not it's not riveting cinema it's just that it's a fun introduction to the characters that turns into a really fun movie and I'm like, yeah, with this, like, yeah, it, like you say, it all felt a bit genuine. It felt it overstayed its welcome. You know, ultimately, I think even if you can like this movie, this movie should still be probably, you know, 50% the runtime <laughs> best. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you like this movie, you, you probably should only want it to be an hour and 20. But ultimately, I found that all very boring. And then they got into the desert and I was like, well, where the fuck's the water? But I'll forgive you. And then, <laughs> and then, um, you know, I'm waiting for something to happen, and I'm waiting for something to happen. And kind of in that first night, I think when they kind of show the the 
we see the axe in the day, like in the ground, and then you see someone like holding the axe. And for a minute, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, are we going to get some like fan footage, Hills of Eyes shit going on here, or like what's going to happen? And and it and it it piqued my interest for like a second, and then it just went back to being like just random, incoherent weirdness, and then it never piqued my interest again. It it just um, made no sense to me. Like you say, it's just, it's very abstract where our characters are just like, one minute I think they're dead, the next minute they're back. And, you know, one minute I think I'm, one character's controlling the camera, but they're not, it's someone else. And the camera's upside down and it's day and it's night and it's night and it's day and we have this this figure with an axe coming towards you, but then they're not there, and there's just snakes jumping at the screen for no reason. And it honestly felt like what... And it's weird, because it's almost to the movie's credit, this, but I really did not like this movie. But it's almost that it um, it did achieve being, like, fan footage of a, of a music video, where it's mm. like, oh, this is like a music video for a System of a Down song, where they forgot to bring the band in and get them to put a song to it where it's just like, Oh yeah, we just went into the desert and recorded like a load of fucking weird shit. And then just like some blood and people screaming and running and shit. And sometimes the camera's upside down and then we'll, we'll get system of down in, we'll put them in a backdrop and we can make a cool music video. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, I could like, I could picture that. Like if you took two and a half minutes from this movie, and then, and then added <laughs> System of a Down to it. I'm like, yeah, that could be a shitty, like, you know, album track video, music video. Do you not think? <laughs> yeah, I like what I think what you're saying is absolutely true. And I think what I'm fascinated by in this conversation on a movie that we both really, really didn't like is that it has made me somewhat see people's point of view already yeah well i'm like when i was watching this i had such a bad time personally that i it was one of those films where i was like what like everyone's wrong basically was my initial thought mm. like the more i'm thinking about it the more i do get why this could vibe with some people but, but i just realized that it does tick so many boxes of things we don't like yeah. um in terms of just random abstract shit that makes no sense like we've never liked that for the podcast no, it's, it's a shame because like... it's merged in a subgenre that we love yeah. which is fan footage especially when like you think like we saw something like men where we mm. were like oh okay like he went places and i'm not quite sure where he went but we enjoyed yeah. it like that's such like a uh, you know, unique experience where we still enjoyed the movie. Um, mm. Because yeah, I I did have a real bad time with this one. I I struggled for it to to keep my attention. When it didn't keep my attention, and then I kind of look back at it, I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? Like I and and the thing I tried so hard. I I rewound the movie at times because at one point when it all kicks off, in particular. I got so confused because I was like, he, he exits the tent. He kind of has a little look around. He goes back in. You have the screaming going on the whole time. But then suddenly it like flicks to like fucking chaos. And they're just running through the woods, like petrified, or not the woods, the desert, sorry, absolutely petrified. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on because, and again, like something that you hate, that this movie is so prevalent. Like most of this movie you can about 10% of the screen has 
an image that you can see. You yeah. know, the, the lighting is atrocious and it's, it is deliberate, but also it's terrible. Like I, it's a complete choice. Um, mm. but it just makes the movie incredibly frustrating. And that's why that, yeah, like you have a headache watching this movie. You, 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 you'll feel nauseous and everything else. So it's like, you know, but it's like um, if if you enjoy a roller coaster, it doesn't mean that you like getting punched in the stomach until you throw up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. you, know, you, you 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 have you go on a roller coaster to maybe feel that like stomach churning feeling, but you don't give yourself food poisoning as well to to get to crave that high again. And that that's almost what this is like for me, where I'm like, yeah, I watch a horror movie and I like. You know, you want that feeling of uncomfortable, uncomfortableness and sometimes feeling sick to your stomach and, and everything else and, and, and to emote these feelings. And this this is like in that wheelhouse of emoting those feelings, but just all the wrong way. You know, if, if I see a hurt animal on the side of the road, I feel that way and I don't get any enjoyment from it. I'm incredibly upset, but I still have that stomach churningness. And it's and it's like that with this where, yeah, yeah I felt a bit rough watching it because it was just a rough experience to to watch you know yeah i think that's absolutely right like when we saw Candyland earlier this year Mm. it was like that uncomfortable feeling that we had watching it because of the mood and the characters and the setting and all these things that were like yeah like it it achieved what it was trying to do because it was so clever in pulling off all those things and and really creating it like it just felt so real and dirty Mm. whereas this is this is almost like if you play a vr game and you end up feeling sick to your stomach but that's not what the intent of it is it's supposed to be this fun um interactive experience but you're just like no this is just too much for my brain to comprehend and that was it's weird because i've never felt that way ever really about watching a film um again like fan footage as a genre i love and i've never had those motion sickness problems ever across any fan footage film um but i don't know what it was about this one but i it really fucked me up and like i think it's because of the fact that it's so hard to focus it's so hard to like ground yourself mm. in terms of like what can I even see most of the well, time? Up is down half the time, literally. Exactly, and, and so even that element, then mixed with like, say, it's it's God, the back half of this movie is like ninety percent black screen throughout mm. so many extended sequences, which again I obviously hate, and it's and it's such a shame because you look at the poster and you look at the setting of this movie, and it's like there's so much potential for this to be like a beautiful fan footage movie, um, and it's a, such a shame that it ends up like the experience ends up just being this murky dark mess to me, which I really that is that is slowly becoming like my biggest pet peeve when it comes to horror. <laughs> Of just like you just can't see shit and it's like i'll even take a movie where i'm not interested or having a you know i don't care about the characters or anything like that but like i can see what's going on it's presented well yeah like it's just that is so annoying to me that even if i loved the setting and i was invested in the characters and i wanted to know what was happening like the second you just start doing these tricks that this movie does and like so many other movies do like i'm just gonna fall out of interest with it immediately um which yeah it's such a shame um but yeah i do like this is something i don't think i've ever done this before on the podcast but i kind of have this article that i want to read from now because i just find this fascinating um and this is merely to kind of provide context this isn't about like shitting on anyone else's opinions or anything like that um it's actually the opposite really of like you know it can show you how different people view the same kind of films um 
but also as to why i was excited to see this movie really because this is like a dream come true in terms of how this was presented um because when we pull from what films we're going to see obviously there's so many different films and there are the big temple releases that take care of themselves and then there are the slower weeks when you have kind of have to pull from the lower films and in terms of the way this was presented i couldn't have asked for anything better this is this because is your this was a... way of just saying to me look i'm sorry <laughs> but here's why i did what i did to you yeah well and to myself yeah. um but no but it, it is genuinely funny because like i say as someone who likes to not engage now with not only social media in general but in terms of films before i see them and i like to know as least amount as possible this is perfect because this is an article from uh, february this year on bloody disgusting one of the biggest if not the biggest horror news website in the world um and the article is called uh, critics are raving about the outwaters calling it the next blair witch um and yeah this entire article goes over not only their opinions but pulls from loads of different websites so i just want to go over this because yeah again this is like a dream come true for me where i don't need to know anything about the film other than like people love it <laughs> and that to me is like this article alone proves that it's a conversation worth having and sadly it just didn't work for us um but yeah, it starts by saying like the the movie's out now and it's it harkens back to the blair witch project and event horizon um our entire team meaning the team that played disgusting fell in love with the film it, it screamed at a festival last year um and then it pulls from the reviews so that the new york times raved celebrating the film's stunning sound design i mean i don't want to keep interjecting but that's an unbelievable <laughs> style stunning sound design i love I but love yeah you get past that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i forgot that was like the first one but i'm not going to keep interjecting but that's no, just I love, it. I love that you're triggering yourself as this is going on <laughs> um like creative it's, it's, been, it's been to be me that's like it's drinking by again you're like fucking sound design <laughs> stunning sound design uh Ooh. creative mood setting and a fearless finale um whilst roger ebert.com uh says this film takes no prisoners offers no explanations and forces you to go on its twisted journey that blends found footage structure with something uh hp lovecraft might have dreamt up it's a ride um quite agree with that one um they then say this uh, this is bloody disgusting kind of adding their own remarks says this visceral chaotic and disorientating horror film is hands down one of the scariest films of the year um then nightmarish conjurings noted it was a rare gift in horror and something that viewers haven't seen before um whilst the official bloody disgusting review uh, called it a singular experimental descent into pravity and gory chaos um we then also have Daily Dead calling it a terrifying, suffocating viewing experience. Um, iHorror says it's on track to become the next cult horror movie, adding it's the most disturbing movie of the year. Um, we then have Slant saying that Outwaters takes one of the most shocking tonal U-turns in cinema history since Leatherface slammed a metal door shut in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This Wait, film I'm is the rare... Angry. No, I can't. I'm getting angry. This one's great. This film is the rare found footage movie that is actually and profoundly cinematic. No, no, um, no, I can't. I can't. I've got two a, more. There's two no, more. I've got a, I've got to like press the buzzer or something. Wait, wait, wait. There's two more. There's two more. So IGN calls it unique and boundary pushing, further adding that the Atwaters is an alarming spiral into madness without a parachute. And lastly, the Daily Beast uh, wrote that the film is an unforgettable new take on the Blair Witch Project. So you know, before you interject. <laughs> I need to say, like, that is unbelievable. Like, I can't think of a horror film in years that kind of has that as poster quotes. I mean, that's as positive as it gets. They're all raving Man. about it. They're all calling 
either unique or stunning and comparing it to by far the gold standard when it comes to fan footage like if you're ever going to revoke any horror film it's the blair witch project and and all of these did it let alone the one that says it's the biggest u-turn since leatherface like that was a great one fucking did it for me i mean (laughs) do you feel like you just didn't see that film because that's how i felt we weren't as hard on it in our review i i want to (laughs) re-record our review because because i had an atrocious time watching this movie like a truly truly bad time and and when I hear like those those sorts of, I mean, the only thing that I have in my head is that you know what it's like in this, you know, especially in that kind of professional film critic role. And they're like, mm. you know what? If I was in that position, I'd be like, I'm gonna just troll. Where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no one's spoken about this movie. If I fucking call it the next Blair Witch and give it a 10 out of 10. I'm going to see if fucking bloody disgusting does and IGN and et cetera, et cetera. And just see if you can start that snowball effect or almost if I'm like the, you know, the creator of, you know, the, the, the make the makers of this movie, I'm like, if I can just get some like, you know, if I can start the snow snowball moving, who, who knows how far this can go. And I feel like this is like the, the, the point in case of it where, it gets to a point where, like, you know, I, if if I'd have, you know, if I'd have heard all of those rave things about it before watching this movie and, like, you know, I, it would have, I don't know what your experience was like, because at least, like, I just, I didn't know what this movie was. And then I started watching it and was like, well, Matt fucked up. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, you reading all that stuff, like, you must have had such expectations and been so confused because... I mean, I was confused just watching the movie in general, um, you know, let, let alone seeing all of that, because it's just, it's it's mind-blowing. I could not disagree with every one of them, like, more strongly. Because I think, yeah. like, you know, we we touched upon the fact that, yeah, we can maybe see why people might, you know, have a different opinion to us and stuff, but I still, I still think that's being generous. Where I'm like, this, this movie is just incredibly hard to watch and just not worth the difficulty it is to watch it. Um, mm. And for people to talk about it like that is just, it is truly mind blowing. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I don't know if I specifically had read that that article beforehand, but I basically. Do through doing the news all year, I had seen multiple headlines with the Outwaters, and it and so I knew that this was on our radar, and I knew that it was a movie that people really really liked. Um, and then obviously having seen it, I was like, I feel like I've not seen a movie that was worthy of such kind of right. reputation. And so that's when I pulled that up, and it, it was kind of mind blown to me. Where there are a couple of things in there, you know, when they talk about it being this like experimental trip and stuff like that, um, and 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 describing it as nauseous, absolutely, I agree with, but it is just like some of the stuff in there is some of the best praise like i've ever heard for horror films when you're evoking blair witch when you're evoking um texas chainsaw massacre like like one of the few fan footage movies that is profoundly cinematic um i find those quotes to just be like like say crazy to me yeah um i find i find that one in particular be like profoundly cinematic just just incredibly wrong 
that this this movie is in no way cinematic to me. It's a terrible cinema experience. You can see jack shit, and the sound design is terrible to the <laughs> point that makes you stunning feel sound design. Yeah, you know, let alone that one. It's just like you know, is there another? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> like, hundred percent positive. Honestly, are you sure? Because, because you know, these movies do have similar names and stuff. Like, you know, because it's it's mind blowing and like the biggest U turn in cinema since Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, what are you talking about? That moment <laughs> when Leatherface Leatherface slams that door, like, is just like I, I remember like when I first saw that movie and like how it hit and 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 yeah, I mean that movie made me feel something in my stomach where I felt rough and nauseous. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess if, if, if that's what you're going to say, then yeah, this movie also made me feel a bit sick in my stomach. Um, mm. But yeah, I would, I would never compare movie. any, any part of any movie to that scene in, in specifically in it's Texas. Almost, Chains of Alaska. It's almost like the, the scene, you know, it, it, yeah, well, it I just don't think movie. it's so, I think what it makes that so special is so like to me anyway indescribable that i couldn't compare it to anything mm. else because it's so unique <laughs> that like yeah to me it's bizarre but to maybe to provide some different context and we did actually have a comment on twitter about this film in tease so oh, uh i'll be honest our twitter comments were my favorite like because because it is one where like you know well don't spoil it oh, man i yeah i'm sorry i'm just excited because the, tr- truly people that are on our twitter feed are our people yeah, so we had a comment from uh, Wolfman's Got Nards, who uh, <laughs> quite simply said, um, I don't like to belittle films for no reason. We're right there with you. Um, but The Outwaters is the worst movie I've seen in over a decade. Truly horrendous. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he, honest, he seems to agree. You know, that's generous. <laughs> yeah, a decade. Um, that, that's generous yeah it's it's just it's just a shitty situation like i hate seeing a bad movie anyway and um i always want people to like every film that they see of course but like this one is crazy um and and there's been plenty of horror films that have got really good receptions that we just haven't vibed with but i don't know what it was about this one like i don't know if it's sometimes people are desperate to find those hidden gems in a way that kind of doesn't equate to reality because i think with this one they obviously saw it at a festival and we've talked time and time again that that's like the best way to see a lot of these films is is you're getting that early premium experience you're seeing something that no one else has seen like those were probably the first eyeballs that ever got to see this film and if it did just vibe with you even in a slightly positive way which again is so far from how we felt because we just didn't like anything but even if i came out of this thinking how i felt about like megan where i was like yeah it's all right but then when so overboard where i was like this is the best version of this since the original child's play and all this mad shit like it just wouldn't feel genuine and i feel like that's what a lot of people have done here they're like everyone wants to find that next i mean blair witch is the perfect movie to compare it to as well because that is the white witch like it's you're never going to get another Blair Witch ever. Yeah, a movie that was like, like no you know, made for like you know twenty grand. The 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 you know stemmed millions and millions and, you and know, coming out when yeah. it did like right at the early days of the internet as well. So you couldn't yeah, fully you know look whether things it was up. real or shit. I mean, we didn't know whether that movie was real or not for ages. No, absolutely. Like, not. When, when we, we first saw it, it, we definitely thought it was real. Yeah, and that made it even more terrifying. Um, yeah, so good. 
you know, but I think as well, like you say, the whole festival syndrome, because certainly like, you know, uh, you know, we've seen movie, you know, Summer of 84 or Life Changer or something, the movies that we've championed and they're, they're good mm-hmm. movies. They're very good movies. Are they the greatest movies you're going to see? Are they movies of a decade? No, no, definitely not. But they're very good indie movies. And when you see a good indie movie, you do want to champion it and you do want to be mm-hmm. like, man, like, you know, this was on a tiny budget and man, it it hangs with like big boys. You know, both of the, th- those two movies are movies that we think very highly of. We have recommended countless times on the show. They were in our top tens, I, you know, both of them, I think. But, you know, they didn't, they didn't yeah, win they movie were. of the year. No. You know, because they weren't movie of the year. But, the, but you know, and, and were they higher on our list because we saw them in the best scenario ever? Maybe, maybe. But, yeah, like, this is, you know, just a whole new level of that where it's like, you know... Uh, I, I cannot imagine a scenario where I watch this movie and I'm like, Fuck yeah, this was a banger. Like, other than like if it was if it was this or like, you know just just never watching a movie again. But I, even when I was saying that, I was like, I might just not watch movies again. <laughs> Not to like harp on about the review thing, because but I do find it interesting for this one because we've never done this before either. So I think it's just a fun conversation and kind of just using this as an example. Um, because yeah, we just typically don't care what other people think of films, um, which I think is the way everyone should view films, honestly. Um, well, but I well, do find this I'm interesting. People that listen to our podcast because they should take what we say and, and listen every week and like, subscribe, and share. <laughs> yeah because because well, we're always right as well um but yeah because it, it is like that spectrum of reviews i found to be interesting because it wasn't because i initially thought is it just the hardcore horror community that love this mm. or is it just the mainstream and it's one or the other because that does sometimes happen yeah where it will land on what other side of the fence you're on but that was actually both it was niche horror websites mm. and it was the biggest websites you know it had like ign and RogerEbert.com as well which famously doesn't like horror films i find to be fascinating on there um but theirs was probably the one quote that i did sort of agree with um but it was just like well, it was a weird spectrum no, it was something about it just being like a nauseating trip of a film or something. I can't remember what it was. It certainly wasn't any like the profoundly cinematic yeah, or stunning I mean, sound I mean, the design. Is, like, the, the, the conversation we've had, I feel like, you know, if, if someone wants to clip a quote from it, they might be able yeah. to get something positive out of what we said. Yeah, yeah I, I said mean, the desert was pretty. Yeah. You know, it made, made <laughs> me feel more sick than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally had a headache that I had to pause the movie. They'll be like, oh, that's a great box quote. Yeah. That. I was like, no, it's because it yeah. was shite. <laughs> Turned it off halfway through, didn't want to put it back on. There you go. There's another one. <laughs> <laughs> and a waste of an hour and 50 minutes. Um, but yeah, it's just, man, it's just, this is, this genre is crazy. Like, I feel like it's the only genre that can kind of provide you with movies like this that to me, genuinely did feel like a waste of time um but then you look at these reviews and it's like people will be champion this for movie of the year judging by those quotes they certainly should be unless suddenly everyone just forgets that this film exists which will be funny to see put your money where your mouth is now Mm you know Because I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of the best fan footage movies ever made. Like, if I watched a film mm. that I considered one of the best fan footage movies of all time, it would easily be our number one film. Yeah. Like, without question. <laughs> yeah, because that's how highly I think of that subgenre and how highly I think of the, the the real gold standard of that genre so far. That I feel like we haven't come close to since doing the show. I mean, um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie though. I I've had a fun time talking about it. 
I have as well. Like, yeah. You know, if 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 that's anything, then then you know they they can put that on their quotes as well. Enjoyed enjoyed ribbon this movie. Um, that's not even ribbon it. You know, it's just it's just having that conversation about how frustrated we are because it's because like you say, you know, if people don't listen to us on a regular basis, like we're not here to to talk shit and sit on a pedestal and be like, yeah, fuck this movie and pick on little indie movies and everything else and pull them apart. Like we, we really want to like things that we watch and we tend to only like things that we watch. You know, we, we like to be a, a cinema based horror, but the, what mm-hmm. was it the Pope's exorcist or whatever it was called that, that came out and it was like that, that came and went and we didn't watch it because it's not our wheelhouse. And we're not just going to like rib on a movie that people rightfully can go and enjoy because it's it it's what they like and it's just like no we really don't like that section of horror so we're not going to focus on it when you know that that's not fair almost you know a good version of those movies we won't like the absolute pinnacle we think are okay you know mm-hmm. whereas found footage the, the 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 average ones we like you know yeah. so so this one made sense for us to talk about and just really was bad and and yeah i think i think that's just important to highlight because um you know it's easy to just listen to the conversation we had and and be like okay yeah they're they're just really wanting to hate on this and and i really don't um but when you when this movie made me feel the way it made me feel i i feel it's important to, to to voice that and 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 yeah i mean i think you know we're we're pretty much done aren't we like uh, <laughs> like please don't watch this like i've i've suffered for an hour and 50 minutes for anyone that's got this far talk, you know listening to us now talk about it to to for you not to have to watch this because because please it's like it's as stronger like don't watch this as i can give recommendation to a movie is mm. how i feel about it yeah, my my new thing is basically if I really don't want to recommend a movie, which I'm absolutely not going to do this, then I like to think of something that is kind of within that same wheelhouse that I just think is vastly superior. <laughs> um, and for me, I would say definitely check out Deadstream. Like we saw Deadstream earlier this year, um, and that was a movie that kind of had a pretty decent response. It was like, oh yeah, this is a cool film. But like, I for me, you could easily switch the two <laughs> responses of the two because I loved Deadstream. Deadstream was um, great, and thought it was. Yeah. Like it's it's really fun. It's a really great fan footage movie, and and I think it genuinely does push what a fan footage movie can be in in different ways. Certainly with its camera tricks and that sort of stuff, um, and is funny and is scary. Um, none of you know the, none of those things. This movie was so yeah. Don't do not see this movie. I, I'm just I am blown away by the response. Like I say, this is probably a unique thing for this podcast that will never happen again. But I feel like it really added to this conversation rather than just mm. oh yeah, we saw a movie that we didn't like. Like why the context. Um, so that was important. I'd I'd recommend that people go watch uh, Terminator Two. Um, <laughs> I, Why is that similar to the Air Wars? Um, there's not much water in it, Terminator Two, <laughs> and there, there's not much water in this. They go to the desert um, to get some guns, and mm. those desert scenes were. Someone way is more made fun. of liquid metal as well. They're way, you know, that was way more fun. Um, if if this movie, they'd have pulled a secret hatch open and found a load of kick-ass weaponry um and arnold schwarzenegger was in it then then i might recommend it but i i watched terminator 2 this week um and i had a better time watching that movie for maybe the fifth four or five thousandth time um 
and yeah, I had a blast. Um, you know, there are different versions of it you can watch. Um, you know, different different levels of quality. There are just there are just many different ways you can watch Terminator Two, and all of them are, are, a, are a better experience than this. Well, I just got bingo with you mentioning Terminator 2. So uh, that, I guess, is the perfect time to end this review of The Outwaters. Uh, we will take a quick break and we will be right back. So yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, I feel like I've been watching so much shit say, lately. Do you want to um, about what I watched this week? <laughs> well, I don't think so because, like, I, and there's a reason why I'm not mentioning my stuff because just none of it's horror. Like, I've been watching oh, so much good shit. Um, <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been watching some good shit too, but some non-horror yeah definitely like there's been so much stuff and i kind of obviously we talked about resident evil and i'm now playing uh star wars jedi survivor so there's been so much good shit yeah. but like oh. none of it's been horror no. um mandalorian so... was all good stuff I'm yeah exactly like over you know mm-hmm. um yeah we've we've had some good non-horror stuff um yeah, it's been great. I've seen genuinely some yeah. really good films recently, but it just unfortunately hasn't been the ones that we've been covering for the podcast. Um, I saw a fantastic but, uh, comedy slash drama called Shrinking. Um, right. Shout out to Shrinking. It was great. Very yeah, we're getting too off. We're getting way yeah. too off the rails. No, like no. I, because like, I saw the Weird Al film, but I'm not going to talk about it because this isn't the time or place. It it's really good. It <laughs> really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the perfect. But I needed a palate cleanser immediately after watching this film, oh, and I was like, good. "I need, I need to watch the Weird Al film." And my God, did it hit all the right notes for me? It was fantastic. Yeah, it just um, keeps going and going. That's the thing. When you think it's like, it, you think it's gone crazy enough, and then it goes a step further. It's, it's great. Yeah good good times um but yeah we've got we've got some stuff like yeah renfield is out on digital as of today so uh yeah we can check that out we you were you were you already mentioned it earlier today but um or early in this podcast but the the pope's exorcist is out on digital as well <laughs> if you would like to see that <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, if I could go so yeah like time and not see this movie i will i would gladly see pope's exorcist instead um, yeah, I'd I'm say not, that about pretty much any film I'm at this not, point. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting myself for a second week of pain. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, let me let me see the runtime of that bad boy first. Um, I don't care, even I, if it was longer. <laughs> like it would have to be obscenely longer. Unless it's like four hours long, then then I would be down. Yeah, I just uh it's it's difficult. But yeah, we got some stuff. Like I said, I hope that there's some bigger releases to discuss. Even if there was like TV um you know specials that we could do. Like I feel like Shudder's been pretty quiet on the TV front mm. for a while. Um cuz yeah, we haven't had like Creep Show or Cursed Films or any of that stuff. Like I'd love for them to just drop one of those. That would yeah, be that would be on, fantastic right, right about sure, now. Sure Obviously happens. they they always want all their shit in October, which is obviously makes a lot of sense. But there's just so many films usually out if it's if it's anything like last year. Um, but that is the joys of doing a horror podcast uh, throughout the whole year is that you're going to get these barren spells. So, yeah, we'll figure things out. Like I say, we've still got like arguably one of our most exciting movies to discuss on our ranking Wes Craven, which is up next. So, yeah. We will. I'm sure we'll get to that in June or it's sorry, at, like in May at some point. The anticipation of it is just fun mm. for us. Where I don't, I almost don't want to 
to watch it. No, I don't. It's just fun knowing that that's next. Yeah, and I, I've been waiting to rewatch this film for so long as well. Yeah, they, like, when they do a play, like just <clears throat> the planets realigned. Yeah, the fact, yeah, a 2023 release on, on 4K of Red Eye could not have happened at a better time. Like, it was so perfect. Um, so it'll almost be like a somewhat new review as well, which is great, because um, we can talk about that as well. Uh, but yeah, that was episode 346. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. I never could How could I start now? Honey, I'm down now